All right. Are we going? Yep. True Patriot Podcast, week nine, Jake. Week nine. Yeah, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> it's flying by. Uh, we're moving surprisingly quick here. So, And now we're more famous. Well, not more famous, but we're better than Joe Rogan already. <laughs> better than Joe Rogan. At, but we just don't have any guests. We just talk to each other. Right. <laughs> we actually don't have any guests this week. Um, <laughs> Jess is not going to be joining us today. Mm-hmm. She's tied up, so we're going to... Uh, Our superstar has left without us. Her. Yeah, so we'll just go back to talking about her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys just have to listen to us talk about her instead of her talk about her. And another thing that's different about this show is it's not Sunday morning. Yeah, I feel all... Uh, this is way different. Everything is messed up. We're not drinking coffee. Yeah, usually I'm sitting here pounding coffee the whole episode, but... <laughs> got a little different drink this time yeah we're pounding victory well <laughs> i told jake it'd be nice to have a couple beers on the show and you know i'm not going to turn that down so. <laughs> well i had a rough day man <laughs> yeah i mean whoa not really but kind of so when I, when I went to i stopped at the gas station down here by your house to uh oh, yeah. to get these beers bp right there uh no i went to the marathon oh did you um but Get some weird looks buying beer this late on a Sunday. <laughs> I don't think it was that I was buying beer. It was that I was buying these IPAs. Yeah. This guy stopped me in the middle of the aisle, and he's like, ew, you're buying IPAs? <laughs> I'm like, what is this place? Like, this is this is a normal beer to buy. Columbus IPA. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I bought, we both bought beer. Well, I bought this, what's it called? Best... My, our Michigan people might know this. Uh, one. Bells, Bells. Yep. It's got a Bells Two Hearted. Yeah, it's got a it's got a freaking largemouth bass on yep. it. It's not a bad beer. Solid beer for being from Michigan. I thought our Michigan people might relate to that one. Now it's not a Columbus IPA, but it's okay. It's not bad. Hey, it's made its way down here, so yep. it must not be bad. Yep. Um. So how was your weekend, Jake? Oh, not too bad. Um, Anything exciting and crazy happen? Nothing too crazy. Pretty relaxing. We did go to a, uh, on Friday night, we went up to Lima for a football game, high school football game that uh, Hmm. was between two Division 7 teams. Um, Jeez. Did not know that they had Division (laughs) 7. Um, the, the other team, uh, Sir. We, we went to watch it because, uh, Sounds like my wife's cousin is a coach for one of the teams. So I didn't know there was a division seven in Ohio. They had their band had about 20 kids in it and three of them were also on the football team. Oh, that's the, always wild. The other team had one backup, one kid that wasn't playing in the game. You're kidding. 12 me. players on the team. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. It was it was a good game. Uh came down to the wire. Um but yeah, they One? they they had a track. So if they had yeah. two injuries. They play a man down. Yeah. You're kidding. Crazy. You're kidding me. Um so then they <sighs> the uh the track around this field yeah, was, was it, gravel. Oh, I was going <laughs> I was going to say it, it was, was a brick. Gra- no, <laughs> it was gravel. I'm like there's no way that they use this for track. And then I went to the concession stand. And they had all the hurdles piled up there. I'm like, Must have been I like think they do pretty use this fine gravel. No, it, not really. Really? Yeah. It Some was, 57s. <laughs> it was pretty, 
Yeah. Pretty gravelly gravel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty wild they're so not yeah. gonna be breaking any state records on that track no i have to imagine they don't host a lot of track meets <laughs> they probably just go to a couple here and there but oh remember know. when we had that track meet i'm not gonna say the school but it was a, the track was in pretty rough shape mm-hmm. down south yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we like ran that meet in the dark and it was like potholes in that thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the best conditions. I think it got a new but, one now, but but yeah, going to that high school and uh, you know watching that game, it was something like you'd see from a movie out of the fifties. You know what I mean? That's that's what it, it felt like stepping back in time. <laughs> it was it was that. You know what? Some of them back. small towns are the best places to hang out, though. The people yeah. are so nice. Yeah. They the, really, oh, they were the. Uh, you know, we this is obviously the first game we've been to for this team. Small um, towns are nice. You know, it's probably just parents that show up. But um, they were passing out these little glow sticks to the student section. And the boys saw them, and they, Henry's like, hey, go get me one of those. Like, I'm not quit, like, just go ask them. You have a much better chance of getting one than I do. And next thing I know, um, some lady that was sitting a couple rows behind me just walks over there and gets a couple of them and hands them out to the kids. That's She's like, nice. here you go. She just, without saying a word, she heard that we uh, – that they wanted one, and then she went and got them. So one, did so. Lima win? Uh, it was Corey Rawson, and yes, they did win. That was the name of the high school. What is it? Corey Rawson High School. That is a wild name. Yeah, it is. Corey Rawson High School. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's awesome, though. So, yep, they won. D7 State championship <laughs> run here. Well, that was their second win this season, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope, not quite. I heard they expanded it. Expanded the the Ohio playoffs like they did, like it like you can be about five hundred and make the playoffs. Yeah, they take sixteen now per <sighs> per region instead of eight. So, uh, yeah, the, I mean it just adds an extra week basically, the, right? The pussification of America <laughs> participation <continue>. trophy <laughs> <laughs> used to be tough to get into the playoffs. It was a big accomplishment to get in the it playoffs. Was hard, yeah, yeah. In the eighties and stuff, they took like I think four, four teams, four teams per yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now it's now it's sixteen. Yeah. yeah, more than that. Yeah, if they expand, well, it's it's sixteen per region, and there's four regions per division. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's sixty four in in each division. Yeah, for seven divisions, it's so. nuts. Yeah, <laughs> it is. How about you? How was your weekend? No, it was awful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we finally ran our half marathon, which yeah. it went well. That's um. Good. So we trained for that for a few months, and um, I mean we were well prepared, uh, Jess and I. So yeah, it went all it went pretty well. Um, How long did it take you? Uh, two two hours seventeen minutes. It's not bad. Yeah, it was like a I think I averaged like a ten thirty mile. Wow, which isn't that bad. No, um, that's pretty good for the, that long of a. It's pretty. Early. It's pretty like fifty. I think I was like right in the fiftieth percentile. Yeah. Yeah. But for it being your first one, that's pretty <clears throat> yeah, good. Yeah, it's the first time I ever ran that far. Yeah. And I could definitely tell the farthest I ever ran was 10. And, like, the moment you go over and you're in new waters, like, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, I haven't <laughs> been here before. You can feel it. Mile 12, probably really feeling it. Yeah, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, it was already, could already see the light at the end of the tunnel at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's good. I did leave Jess in the dust. Yeah. Sometimes you need to. 
so my time would have been a little bit faster if I if you would have done it from the beginning. Yeah, we ran the first four miles together, and I mm-hmm. kept I kept trying to run. I don't know what was up with her today. I think she had to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. for the first four miles, and I was trying to run it a little bit faster. I was really ran most of the race at like a nine thirty pace. Yeah, except those four miles I ran with Jess was like 11 minute pace. And so then it averaged. Sure. It, it brought my average down. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Eventually she said, just, just go holding you back. Me. <laughs> yeah. It's freaking Jess, man. Yeah. <laughs> not just not quite the, but cal- she did it too. Just not the quite the caliber athlete. Yeah. I am. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, she is, but I don't know. She, she was not, I was feeling it and not the nine thirties booking or nothing, but right. She was not having any part of the nine thirty pace. <laughs> yeah. She's she was at eleven minute pace today. Yeah. But we made but it. Eleven and, minutes uh, is still pretty good. I tell you what, that race is pretty if you were gonna do a half marathon or marathon, yeah, and you live anywhere around here, that's the one to do. Yeah. It was awesome. Um yep. it was like what well, and then her brother did the full marathon. He's probably I think he's thirty four. Yeah. But now that was something to see. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Well, I kind of do want to do it one day, but going that twenty six miles—that's a crazy feat. Yeah, but he did that uh, Ironman with you too, didn't he? A couple years well, ago, we didn't. We did a triathlon. Triathlon. Right? Sorry, Man. that's what it was. Uh, Ironman's freaking serious. Yeah, but yeah, we did an Olympic triathlon, which yeah. is a pretty good distance. I don't know. It's probably about the same difficulty. I don't know that that was kind of hard in a different way. It, it's yeah. all a little bit different. Probably about the same level as a okay. half marathon, I'd okay. say. It was about the same caliber. It was like a seven mile run, mile and a half swim. I think a twenty five mile bike. Yeah, but that's what me and him. That was the first um, long distance event he did too. We yeah. both did that together, and then since then he's done that was like three years ago yeah and he did like three half marathons oh wow in between and i didn't do any <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like yeah hey, thanks and this year i finally whatever just convinced me well jess said she was doing it so i was like okay well i sure. am too <laughs> yeah and um yeah so wes had a few half uh, marathons under his belt and then he went after this, and he mm-hmm. got it. He got it done today, so that was pretty awesome. Good deal. Um, what I want to say is why I, li- I like that race so much. Um, it's it's the Columbus Marathon, but it's the Nationwide Hospital or mm-hmm. Nationwide Children's Hospital Columbus Marathon, sponsored right. by Children's. Yeah. And every mile, I, I think I mentioned this before, but every mile is sponsored by a kid. Yeah. Well, that kid is standing there on each mile really yeah some are in wheelchairs they're standing there with their parents yeah and they're wanting a high five <laughs> that's awesome so every mile is for a kid yep and uh even before the race there was a mom the kid on the very first mile he was like super disabled yeah and she was running the full that day oh wow today and she's got on the microphone like right before our heat went out and she ran with us mm-hmm and uh she's super emotional um saying like you know i'm running this race for me mm-hmm. I, I like not for me i mean i'm running this i'm running this race but I, i'm doing every mile for each 
each one of these kids and yeah. she was like in tears. Yeah. You know, cause I mean her son and sure. it was just, it's emotional race. Yeah. And you really feel like I'm not, you really feel like why, why would I slack when I just gave this kid <laughs> right. a high five yeah. for his mile? You can't let him down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. And, uh, so that's emotional. And then like, there's like an angel mile. This is what really got me. Yeah. It's like the 11th mile. Yeah. Which for me, I was only doing a half marathon, which I know for some people, I don't know. To me, it's like not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But then that angel mile was like in remembrance of every kid, not just every kid, but everybody who's gone, every loved right. one that's gone. And there's like a bunch of motivational stuff. Sure. And then what got me is there's a, there's a bunch of parents standing there cheering us on from their obviously ex children's mm-hmm. patients. Mm-hmm. Well, their child was gone yeah. and they're holding up a sign with their kids, the kids uh, name on it, the kids picture. Yeah. And they're standing there like cheering you on. Wow. Man, that choked me up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I literally about started crying. Yeah. But that'd, I didn't. That'd be tough. I couldn't breathe, right? Like, I, it about got me. Yeah. A lot of emotions. <sighs> it's an emotional race. Yeah. And when you run that far, I don't know, you're in your own head a lot. Yeah. You're thinking about everything. So that angel mile really yeah. got me. Wes said, <laughs> like he said, he's like at mile 20, like, I just like almost just burst into tears like not only because of like all the other stuff about that race but i don't know something about pushing yourself to the limit kind of brings emotion out of you yeah it does well i mean it it kind of weakens your psyche right a little bit um you know that fortitude that you need um you know a lot of people have to build that up in order to be able to push themselves that far anyway and it's already kind of playing at your emotions and then all of a sudden you got a you know, you got a kid that's passed away there, you know, picture of him staring you in the face. Right. That's, that's a lot to take on all at yeah. once. I wear this cross that I got from my grandma who yeah. recently passed away. I was thinking about that a lot Yeah, on that race. And then all them kids. And then I also thought about my parents too, because not a lot of people know this about my parents, but mm-hmm. you know, I was supposed to have, a, I did not supposed to, I had an older sister Yeah, and those parents there, they very well could have been mine, you know, sure, absolutely. because they lost my sister, Lisa. She lived to be, I think one and a half. Yeah. She had a heart defect. And my parents spent their whole early lives, first child at children's, mm-hmm. you know, praying for the best. And it, she passed away. Yeah. They did everything they could do. And it's something I've grown up knowing. And I, I just like, I, my parents have all my respect for going through that. Yeah. That's tough. And it kind of puts things into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. Like whenever my parents <laughs> face problems, um, it's like, I don't know, nothing's ever that big of a deal right. compared to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the hardest thing you could go through. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the reason was why that had to happen but it did yep. and i don't know it that it just kind of that those are kind of the things running through my mind during sure. that race so it's pretty it's a pretty awesome race i mean every, yeah. i'm sure everybody can relate to something like that oh yeah everybody but it's a little uh something. yeah that one was a little that race just whew, it <laughs> yeah. brings a lot of emotion out of you oh i bet and yeah you don't even have to be connected in that way or just seeing them kids man yeah 
and they're so happy to just <laughs> give you a high five. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, I, what what else was I going to say about that? Wes's run? I wish we could have him on. Yeah. We'll have to get him on soon. <laughs> he said he hit a wall at mile 20. No, no, 22 he said. Yeah. His longest training run was 20 miles. <clears throat> that was about two weeks ago. Yeah. But he said that last six was just... You know, new new territory. <laughs> new territory. I tell you what, we were standing along the side of the race watching people. It didn't look like nobody was having fun running their <laughs> marathon. No. Like there's the there's the group of elite runners. Yeah, that you see like smoking the time. Yeah, like, I it's, mean they still look tired. Like, yeah. but they're like their running form is in check. Yeah, and they're like elite runners. Yeah, it's crazy seeing the, uh, you know. The, like the Boston Marathon or something, or like the Olympic Marathon, oh, and you you've got these you know Kenyans or whatever that uh, they're like way out ahead of everybody, and they're like, oh look, he just broke a record, and I'm like, where is his competition? Did he have? Did anyone? Did he run it by himself? There are some <laughs> high caliber people there. There, were, I yeah. think there's eighteen thousand runners today. That's crazy. And uh, I guess a hundred a hundred thousand people there cheering them on. That's awesome. So it was a crowded. I'm sure they made quite a bit of money and uh, <laughs> for a good cause. It's going to be a good cause. So. so the guy that won the men's was from Colorado. Nice. Yeah, and then the the one I don't know his name. Do you think it was that guy that was on the that was just running up the mountain uh, when Cole and Brock <laughs> were out there? It, it, <laughs> honestly, it could be. Yeah, they that, say that'd be funny. Well, you know, people that are born out west at higher altitude. They just naturally, they're born with larger lungs because they, they develop, yeah. they can, they're just more oxygen efficient deficient, at drawing oxygen from the air sure. because they live in that high altitude that has less. Yeah. So when someone, somebody who trains, well, not only trains, if you live there, your lungs are naturally larger. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you grew up there as a child. Right. But right. if you train there, your body becomes more efficient at extracting oxygen. Right. From That's why you see a lot of athletes, uh, you know, high-profile MMA fighters train yeah. out there, um, basketball players, they football sleep players. sleep in the, um, the, the chambers, uh, yeah. I forget, yeah, the yeah, high-altitude chamber pod things. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember the first person who did that that I ever heard of was Tony Gonzalez yeah. out of High State. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a scientific fact. Anyways, lots of – Olympic um, endurance athletes from yep. America come from, oh, yeah. they're born there. And yep. Yeah. Makes eh. sense. Yeah, so Colorado guy came out to Columbus <laughs> to win this one. But the woman's one was from Marietta. Really? Yep, so that's cool. Awesome. Ohio holding it down, man. Yep, good for her. Right on. Well done. Um. So you want to get into the show? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that that was a long intro, but it was it was cool and it was a good uh it was good to hear about, you know, you guys yeah. building up to something and uh you know, participating in such a cool event. Well, it's good. I guess I'll continue on a little bit. I I like to do this. Yeah. I like to set a goal to keep to keep myself like honest about sure. fitness. Right. Otherwise, I don't know. It's part of my comp- you end up well, like Jesse me. and I both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, you need to sign up for something. I know. Uh, <laughs> Melissa actually wants to do the half marathon next year, so we're going to the Columbus one. Yeah, so we're going to do I'll that. I'll do it with you. Well, I might. A year I from might want to do today. <laughs> huh? A year from today. 
It's a so. it's a good one to do. Yeah. Um, there's not very many big hills. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. I feel like you could sign up for one, and it'd be real treacherous if it's really hilly. Yeah. This for one's sure. not bad. It'd be a good first one. Well, if you're doing it, I'm doing it. All right. Yep. Let's do it. I might. I might try to do the full. The. I can't commit to that. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get in the show. All right. Patriot, Patriot of the, the week. week. You first. All right. My Patriot of the Week is your guy, Joe Burrow. Really? Yep. Nice. Um, you see, he started the Burrow Foundation this week. I did see that. Yeah, so he started his own foundation. A lot of a lot of players have this where they um, you know, try to raise money for good causes and stuff. I did uh, see that. He says he's fighting food insecurity and child mental health issues. Um so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it kind of goes back to his uh, Heisman speech where he uh, talked about uh, growing up in, yeah. uh, you know, rural Ohio. Um, Southeastern Southeastern Ohio. Ohio, down in Athens. A lot of people going hungry down there. Um, raised so much money um, based on that uh, Heisman speech that, uh, you know, they were, yeah. able, they were able to feed people in Athens there for a while. I do remember uh, that. So, Good to see him, you know, putting his money where his mouth is and uh, really, really stepping up once again for, for his community. My true patriot of the week is uh, Terry Brackney, and he's a father in Florida. He thwarted a plan. Um, somebody wanted to kidnap his 17-year-old daughter. So this start, like I said, oh, this happened in, this is the what I told you. It was in Okaloosa <laughs> County. Again. Once again. Oh, wow. Once again. They're snatching everybody up down there. I don't know what's going on down there. Okaloosa, Okaloosa. I don't even know how to say it. It's in the Fort Walton Beach. Yeah. Um, you said you drove yeah. through there when you were on vacation. Yeah, it's like yeah. Destin. Yeah. It's like north or west of Destin. Kind of panhandle, yeah. Anyways, so not good stuff going on down there. Yeah. So the daughter arrived home, and there was a bunch of barrels in the driveway. Um, and she thought that was weird. So she called her dad and asked if he put him there. And he said, no. And, um, he said, don't get out of the car. She pulled into the driveway. He said, don't get out of the car till I get home. He thought it was weird. So nothing happened right then and there, but that was the first sign. Something Mm -hmm. weird was going on that day. I don't know if like their plan was like for her to move the barrels and kidnap her right there or what, but Anyways, later on that night, he heard the dog bark. Man's best friend was barking mm-hmm. in the backyard. Yeah, and the dad thought that was weird, especially with what happened earlier in the day. Yeah, and uh, he got his gun, looked outside. There was four men in the backyard. They later turned out to be teenagers that were classmates of hers at the same high school. I think at least one of them was, and. Uh, well, he fired three shots at them, and they <laughs> ran away, and he called the sheriff, and I think they later found them and arrested them. Well, they all were armed with either guns or knives, and their plan was to kidnap her or arm, do an armed robbery yeah. or something. They don't know their exact intentions, yeah, but he stopped it, That's whatever scary. it was, and yeah, it's just kind of scary. Man. Oklahoma so those County. kids are still in high school that were doing that. Yeah, well, one was at, one Yikes. was seventeen. I think the all the other ones were um, older. 
I believe. Yeah. Let's see. That's crazy. Uh, definitely hate to see someone that young doing something so. They're all being heinous. charged as adults. Yeah. I think one was as 17, and then one was 18, 19, and 20. Yeah. So they thought that family had money. Yeah. And they're either going to rob them or kidnap or God knows what. But yeah. You got to stay vigilant, man. Yep. Yep. Definitely. It's a scary. Cool. That's a scary situation. What well, happens every day. Yep. Yep. So good thing this guy was ready and Terry on top of his game. Yep. Good job, Terry. Well done. Oh, so let's get into uh, real talk. Real talk for the week. Yep. Um, you want to introduce yeah. the topic? Yeah. So we kind of wanted to do something. Uh, obviously, the big thing this week was uh, your half marathon. And you've been leading up to this for quite a while, and uh, I thought maybe a good uh, topic that kind of went along with that would would be perseverance. Um, yeah, you know, being able to push through. Uh, you know, when things don't go your way, how do you keep moving forward? So, what do you got for perseverance? Perseverance is like a big deal, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a muscle you got to train, right? Yep. No one's really, I mean, you're born with a little bit of it, but mm-hmm. the only way you're going to get better at persevering is to put yourself through right. situations, not just quit. To encounter it. Yeah. yeah. You don't just fold at the yep. first sign of adversity. Yep. It's a muscle. You have it to is. train it. You have to train perseverance. Yeah. It's no different than lifting weights, right? Right. You don't just come out of the womb benching 300 pounds. You got to, you have to build it up, start somewhere. Right. Um, I mean, personally, I have a lot of things I could talk about. I guess I could just cherry pick like one, like in my personal life, um, it'd probably be like dealing with sports injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pretty severe one. It, I think I was, my Fresh. dream is always to play college football and obviously eventually play in the NFL was my real dream, but sure. that got uh, pretty, the, even playing in, if I was going to play in one high school got put up on in the air my freshman year. Um, I was a running back on the, we played JV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, year. we didn't have enough for a freshman team. So we played J, with the JVs and I, I was a starting fullback and I was the type of kid that like, I mean, I never wanted to go down. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could get through any tackle. Which Drag all 11 guys to the end zone. <laughs> which yeah. my dad kind of taught me that at a young age. I mean, yeah. I was a I was a standout athlete from very young. Sure. Because he always taught me, you know, play bigger than you are. Right. And that was just one of his things he instilled in me. He's like, if you're whatever, when I was at Bay League, he's like, you might weigh 120, but you play – you should you play like you're 180, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I but but he would say that to me over and over again as a kid, yeah. And I believe it. No, he sure. no one can tackle you. Yeah. This that and I I he engraved it into my mind. Yeah. I didn't think anybody could stop me. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe he should have told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened is three guys had to hold my leg, and I thought I was just like one leg. I was carrying the ball. I got stopped. Because <laughs> people can stop you, <laughs> and I was just trying to drag them. I was like, I would not go down. So I had like at least I think three guys had to hold my leg, mm-hmm. and I I and I was just keep, kept trying to go. 
Well, next thing you know, I should have just went down. I wasn't getting out of the tackle. Okay. <laughs> next thing I know, two other guys come and hit my upper body. Yeah. Well, my my left leg was stationary. <laughs> yeah. And I got bent and I broke my pelvis. My broke the femur socket like mm-hmm. where my where your femur ball the ball head of your femur bone yeah goes goes into your pelvis mm-hmm. cracked it mm-hmm. so it's like being in a car accident basically yeah. there's a lot of a lot of weight and pressure and it's quite a force so i went from running i think i ran a four seven when i was mm-hmm. a freshman in the mm-hmm. 40 i remember the next year i tried to i did play mm-hmm. but yeah you I weren't was, the same for a while I was not the same. I didn't know if I ever would be. I went through a year of physical therapy. I could barely walk up the stairs. I couldn't play. Yeah. I played baseball. <laughs> I, I was used to running track. Yeah. Well, the track got taken away from me, obviously, that year. Mm-hmm. So I started playing baseball again. <laughs> I went from running a, a 4.740 to like a 5.3 yeah. my sophomore year. But I, I might have got a little better, maybe a 5.1. I went from being outstandingly fast to mm. not so much anymore. Right. Basically. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. I could have, maybe I could have quit right then. Could have. Um, but I didn't and I pushed on and I ended up achieving my dream of playing in college. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, that had so many injuries even in high school. I, I think I broke my wrist my junior year. Mm-hmm. I just kept playing, though I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good idea. Just wrap it up. I take the crap out of that thing every practice. Yep. And I just had a lot of injuries, but yeah. if you're going to be an athlete, you've got to persevere through those oh, kind yeah, of things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's easy, but I don't know. Like, if you have a severe injury like that, you know, you just got to put in the work yeah. to get yourself back. It might take two years. It took me – I never ran a 4.7 again until um the end of my senior year yeah yep i got yeah. back but it takes it took yeah, like three i years. remember watching you try to squat <laughs> the year after that when you were trying you know we get back in and oh yeah you know the rest of us were all squatting <laughs> you know pretty big weight and you you know 135 <laughs> and it hurt and it hurt actually when i went to college i wore these um these powerlifting pants so when my pelvis did that mm-hmm. it stretched all the tendons yeah on the outside yeah everything was stretched it's kind of like a sprained ankle yeah nothing's ever quite the same again yeah so i wore these um powerlifting pants that like held my tendons and i could always every time i do the squat motion i could yeah. feel those tendons that are like loose yeah so i wore like these oh. compression shorts that held my crap in so I could squat, so my muscles could be strong, even though my tendons were messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I didn't tell anybody I was wearing. I like wore them. And I'd take them off before practice, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just got to persevere through crap like that. Yeah, yeah. So for me, perseverance, um, it's it's kind of a how bad do you want it, right? So we talk. We've talked about, um, you know, clarity and purpose. You know, define what you want to do then work toward it, right? right? Well, there's going to be roadblocks along the way. And yeah. at each roadblock, that is, you know, the world asking you, how bad do you want it? Do you want to keep working? Do you want to keep pushing through this? And for something like your football injury, do you want to do this rehab? Do you want to build all of your muscles back up like you're, 
there's uh, no kid again. There's no comeback <laughs> if there's no setback. That's true. And that's that. And then you have to build your perseverance muscle. Yep. yep. Or you can be a sissy. Yep. Well, <laughs> you, you don't ever you don't ever get to your goals you'll, if you quit at the first sign. You'll of never achieve resistance. anything. Yes, you'll never achieve anything yeah. great. So. Uh, perseverance is, you know, it's very important. Um, you know, I, I've persevered through some stuff myself. Um, you know, my biggest thing was, uh, probably when I went to, went, went to college right out of high school. Um, you know, I, high school is very easy for me. College was not. Yeah. Um, and I, I struggled quite a bit with, uh, the transition there. Um, you know, bigger school, bigger campus, living on my own. Um, you know, all of these kids are, you know, smarter than me. <laughs> uh, so they, you know, I, I'm struggling to get by in my classes, but uh, I adjusted my study habits and, you know, I, I learned to adapt, got through college, and it took me a year and after I graduated. A, we've talked about this before. You're in a yeah. challenging ma- major. Absolutely. Uh, so it took me a year after I graduated with this engineering degree. It took me a year to find a job. Uh, yeah. And I, I've, finally did and you know things have been working out pretty well since um but yeah it's uh it yeah, takes I remember it takes quite a bit of you applied to failure. how many jobs do you think before you Dude, got your first one? i was apl- i was applying to jobs a um, hundred a hundred no's to hear one yes yeah uh right. multiple jobs a day uh right for for a year um anything from you know a mid-level engineer all the way down to just working in a lab, lab tech, right? Um, just anything, anything yeah. uh, that where I could get close to somewhere that would be using my degree and work my way up. Some, I mean, the economy wasn't in the best place at that point. No. Sometimes things are going good. Yeah. Sometimes they're not. That's yeah. just how. It's but it's important. It's important that when they're not, you know, you think, do I actually want this? Do I want this? <laughs> and w- am I willing to work for it? And if you are, go get it. Keep right. pushing. It's worth it. Yeah. If it's not, then you need to readjust and realize that you're not going to ever get where you wanted to be. Right. So. It's either that, and I mean, you keep searching, or I guess eventually, <laughs> I mean, you you, you did it right. Uh, yep. You're probably about to further improve yourself so you could get a yes. Yeah. But you're about there, but yeah. thankfully – you finally got a job that you're qualified for yeah. already. I don't know what your other options could have been to look better to these, yeah. to these people, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But finally found somebody to take a chance on me and uh, you moved away. I moved away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I it mo- takes. I, I had to. Yeah. You had yep. to. And then you put in your time out there. Yep. You got an opportunity back, back home where you wanted yep. to be. Yep. Yep. Here we are. Here you are. So, yep. Um, I I was the same way in college. I I started out pre med, which is hard, <laughs> and I ended up, I graduated pre PT with a biology and. Anyways, the pre med crap is hard. So, yeah. I about flunked out too. Yeah. And then I realized I have to change my ways. <laughs> yeah. You know. Change fast. I'm going down hard. Yeah. And I did. It it definitely took a lot of, well, I don't know. I never considered myself not capable. Right. But I, I knew something was <laughs> off. So. Yeah. Uh, um, I also want to talk about Jess. I wish she yeah. was here to tell the story. 
but she's probably got the best perseverance story of all of us. But I know it well. I was there with her the whole time, trying to help her through it. Um, Jess's story, her dream is obviously, she always wanted to be an Ohio State cheerleader, right? Yep. Ever since she was a little girl. Yep. She was in competition cheerleading, I think, when she was like eight years old. And she did that all through high school. And mm -hmm. she everybody knew at our school she was like different form she was yeah. an athlete yeah athlete cheerleader she's also a track star yeah she's a pretty athletic little girl she is <laughs> and yep. uh, so that was her dream well she took the act and uh didn't do very well yeah and didn't get into ohio state so she it's competitive school <laughs> yeah so right then and there you either she either got to decide well that dream's dead or she are you gonna find a way? Find a way. Well, she found a way to get to uh, into Ohio State. She decided to go to one of their branch campuses for yeah. a year, and that probably helped her out in the long run because she didn't get that shock that we talk about, uh, where you know you're in these highly competitive majors right now, and uh, you know it's hard to keep up. Wow. the The branch campus probably transitioned her because it's small community which she comes from she's used to yeah smaller class sizes and then but it was it would have been an easy thing to say right then and there yeah. well didn't get in the high state yeah so that's over yeah. but just for if any younger people are listening to this there's always another way always if, if someone says if you don't get into the school or the job you want yep. initially you don't have to just quit yep there's another way Yep. So she found that other way. She went to Newark for a year. Um, so then a year went by and she got in a transfer to the main campus. Mm -hmm. um, and she tried out for cheer that year and I was there. Their tryouts are pretty brutal. Yeah. Like, oh, I bet. Everything is on showcase. It's at the mm -hmm. Schottenstein Center. Mm -hmm. Or it might have been. St. John. St. John. Yeah, that's where yeah. it was. Yeah. It's the hockey stadium. Yeah. Used to be where they played basketball, though I think. Yeah. Well, um, the hockey the hockey team plays over at Charleston. So they go through all too. the tryouts. All the girls are there, and then um, at the very end, they they're all standing in line, and they announce who's made the mm -hmm. team after mm -hmm. three hours of skills assessment. And they do first cut, second cuts. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then they're standing there for their final tryout. Who makes the team? Who doesn't? They're all standing there down the uh, baseline, like mm -hmm. the picture basketball court. Yeah. They're standing on the baseline. And um, they were calling the girls off who made the team. And, you know, they start, they're, they're <laughs> excited. Yeah. They're yeah. like, well, their dreams coming true. Their too. dreams just came true. Yeah. They run out. I think they grab pom poms in the center of it and <laughs> yeah. give the coach a hug, right? Yeah. So they're just calling everybody out. And it came down, there was two spots left and like 10 girls standing there. And you just had to watch yeah. <laughs> the final girl get called. <laughs> and then the there's 10, 15 girls standing there. They're, they're, they came close, yeah. and their dreams were just shattered. Yeah. Well, Jess was one of those girls that her dream got shattered again. Wow. And uh, she didn't make the team. Yeah. So that was kind of tough to see. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is this cheerleading is some cutthroat stuff. Yeah. Like, 
remember trying out for like a basketball team and stuff they'd like right. <laughs> they like give you like a letter and you get to go read it in private right yeah this this Ohio State cheerleading stuff it's all on display <laughs> yep <laughs> it's so like a reality she, TV show she then had to she was in a main campus but she didn't make the cheer team so she like really had to she changed her focus and really wanted to buckle down on what she wanted her career to be after so she needed to pick a major basically yeah and she decided to set her goal for the next year on getting into the dental hygiene program. Yeah, which at Ohio State, it's competitive. It's just like highly, it's highly competitive. You have to have a just to be considered. You have yeah. to have a three five in that program. Yeah, well, it's it's one of if not the only. I think at the at the time it was the only program in Ohio that offered a bachelor's degree. All of them were yeah. associates. Your wife did that same My program. wife did the same thing. So it's, it's competitive. It is highly, highly competitive. It's competitive amongst undergrads to get in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she buckled down real hard the next year, and she's at Ohio State taking science classes. Yeah. And she's a transfer from a – she didn't get in. Mm-hmm. Um, academics, it's not her strong suit. Mm-hmm. But she buckles down develops the study habits she had this she'd have to study two or three times as long yeah. as like me you or i sure to get it but right. she would and right. she did and she eventually applied and got in uh amongst a lot of competition for that yeah which i was super happy for her yeah <clears throat> then next year comes around so that was in spring a year later and that's when cheerleading tryouts are again right yeah so i i said she was keeping up on her her cheer stuff. Not as hard as the first time. Right. She's probably better first time she tried out. Yeah. And um well she went in again. I she's like, ah, I don't know if I want to, blah blah blah. I'm like I said, You got to. Got like, to gotta try. <laughs> yeah, you gotta try. And this is when you're at OU and you're trying to get on the field yeah. as a walk on. Right, right. So you're like, you have to try. <laughs> Don't make me the only one that's trying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm eating crow every day down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Jess gets in there, tries out again. It comes down, same situation. There's, I think, two spots left. Maybe she might have been the last girl called. They're all standing yeah. in the line. Everybody who is on the team is on the team over there in one yeah. side. Yeah. There's 15 girls standing there. I think that I swear she's either the first that either last or the second to last to get called. Yeah. Again. So we're all, we're sitting there. Thinking, we know oh, what man, she's thinking again. Here it is again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it happens and she makes the team. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's awesome. Yeah. Right. All right. So, <laughs> That fall come well, fall comes around. You schedule your classes like sometime in the summer. Yeah. Um. Her adversity is not done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She tries to schedule her classes and realizes there's a extreme conflict. She's in the hygiene program at this point, right? She's been accepted into the hygiene program. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so the way that they do the hygiene program up there, they have. Uh, basically class all day from like eight to four. It's just four. like being in high school. It, it is like all of your class. You have to take certain classes regimen. at a certain time. If you, if you, there's no other, if you option. fail, you got to wait for the next year to take the same class. 
And meanwhile, you're doing, you're also doing clinicals, you know, practicing on patients. There's no leeway for scheduling. There's no leeway at all. It's like being in high school again. It's strict. So it's not like typical college scheduling. It's not a typical college major. Oh, I can take, you, you basically pick your own schedule. Right. It's, it's strict. Yeah. So she realizes the cheer practice conflicted with the hygiene programs, um, curriculum. Sure. Right. And she brings that to attention, and the hygiene program says, "Yeah, you can't cheer, or if you cheer, you can't be in this program." Right? Realize this can't do both. Mid midsummer, I think. Right. <laughs> so obviously, she's at a crossroads once again, and I tell her, I, I, "We talk back and forth about what she should do because yeah. cheer is a couple years of your life, and then your career, your career is like forever." <laughs> right. Um. So I say, I, I, I think I came up with this idea. I said, if you, if it means that much to you, I think you should cheer for one year. Yeah. And then try to get into hygiene program again. Yeah. Right. Well, better yet. I thought (laughs) maybe you should write a letter to the Dean and explain your situation Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) Lock, try to defer your enrollment. I didn't even know. Right. If, we didn't even know if that was, that was a an thing. option. Yeah, <laughs> we well, made it up. Right. We gave them the option. We right. <laughs> so we wrote this big long letter explaining right. everything that happened and how cheering for Ohio State was a, yeah. a lifelong dream for her. Sure. And she wrote a letter um, asking the dean if she could defer her enrollment, her enrollment into the program to next year, which they accepted. And said, "Nice, you can defer your enrollment, and you'll be in and that and uh, be in the program the following year, yeah. locked in." Yep. So we're, I was, we we're both super happy. Yeah, like, perfect. That worked. Yeah. Like, and she picked up a minor in nutrition that year, doing even be- that even better. So the next year came around, and you have to try out for the cheer team every year, mind you. Right. <laughs> but um, during that year, the head cheer coach got fired there was sort of a scandal yeah involved in that i'm not gonna go into that but so the head cheer coach was fired new coach came in she made the team this new coach is he's still the coach to, to this day vastly different from the previous coach very strict very cutthroat and really dead set on uh a high state cheerleading he wasn't playing favorites. Mm-hmm. He, if you made it the year before, he didn't it care. Didn't care. Yeah. yeah, it was a clean slate, all yeah. new tryout. Right. Well, she made it again, and some of her friends did get cut. Yeah. That she made the team with before, so she made it again, and in that time, he decided he was going to have a later practice. Yeah. And it made her able to do both. That's so awesome. then she got to. It all worked out for her, and she got to cheer and do the dental hygiene program. Um, but she was super busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, she had no time. But yeah, I, well, she ha- she would have to use normal hygiene students. I know this because my wife went through it, and I watched all <laughs> a lot of her friends go through it too. They use the evenings to study every <laughs> single night, every night. Oh yeah. And if you're doing a three hour cheer practice every night, you got no time to study. And like you said, Two, it took yeah. it took Jess longer to study than it would, you know, someone like me or you. So, so she needed even more hours. Did, did she ever sleep <laughs> during that time? <laughs> she 
developed herself into yeah. a hyper um <laughs> what's the word efficient human yeah, you'd have and, to and then i started to realize i i <laughs> I don't know if I realized it in the moment as much, yeah. but then looking back on it, when it came time for me to yeah. uh, drop drop down on a knee and whatnot, yeah. I think I was thinking I had I had a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and she had to put up with you that whole time? Man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll take all credit. I made Jess what she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jess should be pretty proud. That's a that's a hell of a story. Yeah, honestly, talk about that's a better perseverance that is, story than I got. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a lot of perseverance wrapped up in one story. Yeah, that was like so. 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, She's it would have been cool if she was on here to tell it, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get her back on some other time. She wouldn't tell it as good as me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's very modest, so. It's honestly, easy for you to brag on her, but she's not going to brag nice on herself. It'd be nice to have her here, but yeah, honestly, talk about perseverance there. I mean, yeah, for sure. And it all worked out. Yeah. <laughs> there you Crazy. go. So that was a long, real talk. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely our longest yet. So if you persevered through that whole thing, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we are on to current events. Current events, huh? Yep. My first one. Don't we have uh, a lot of these, too? We got a few, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully we don't spend as much time talking about each one. It's okay. We're we're literally more popular and better than Joe Rogan. So. Yeah, so people want to hear what we have to say, I guess. <laughs> I, don't uh, know how the, I don't know how the downloads will be now that we don't have Jess on the show. Yeah, that'll be an interesting topic. <laughs> we'll find out. So, first current event. What you got? I got Alex Jones. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know what about. Alex so Jones. that's all you told me. He like, he was forced. Do you want to shadow? Do you want to get our freaking podcast shadow banned or something, man? I'm just talking facts here. <laughs> if you just, like he if you just, like he doesn't. He's banned from all <laughs> social media. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because of probably because of this. All right. Um. So, Alex Jones, uh, famous conspiracy theorist. Uh, very famous. Yeah, yeah. he was ordered. Uh, by a jury today to pay $965 million to... That's like a billion dollars. Just shy of a billion dollars to 15 different Sandy Hook victim families. Why? Because of his comments that they are all crisis actors and they they were put there by uh, gun control activists to uh, basically stage the shooting. Yeah, why would he say that? Because... That's his character. That's what he does. Okay. I don't... There's not There's not really a part of me that believes that Alex Jones thinks that is true. There can't be. Um, but there's no way he thinks that's true. But he says it, there's also, and he doubles down on it every single There's also chance. not a part of me that thinks he has $976 million. Well, he definitely doesn't. I mean, he's going to be paying that the rest of his life, right? Yeah, they're, fre- they're freaking suing Bill Gates here or what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, dude, I don't think, yeah. I mean, I don't know how rich he is, but even the richest of rich don't have that much in liquid cash. Like, no. they just don't. No. They're worth that much. Right. Their net worth or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, what was I going to say about that? So, all he did was talk about, uh, he's an idiot. You know, say, hey, these guys are crisis actors. They didn't actually, but apparently, some of the 
people that are getting paid or supposed to be getting paid, they've had to like move multiple times and they keep getting harassed and people keep like, he's got a cult fall crisis. Yeah. Of idiots. <laughs> of idiots. And uh. that I think is what caused him, you know, to, to lose. So, so much what money level here. judge was this? Like, uh, I, that I don't know. Usually these things move I think, on. I think it was... Apparently in, it's going to move on. I think it was in the state of Connecticut, so I don't think it was a Supreme Court Yeah. yet, but... Jeez. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you want me to uh, spit one out here? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. I got Trump January 6th stuff. Okay. What's going on with that stuff? I think they're... Trying to subpoena him to come talk to testify. Yeah, the they got there's like a, a committee, a, right? Yeah, that's, that's investigating committee. it, and I think they want him to come talk about it. And I think he's Same. shooting him the bird, but I don't know. <laughs> they won't leave Trump alone about this. Never. It's a good because um, I'm tight, <laughs> but I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, all this. All this. We've tied up quite a bit of time in this. Um, But, you know, like you said last week, there was a guy that died. Um, Yeah, there was a guy that died. It it is kind of a big deal. Um, You know, I I don't know what part Trump played in it. Um, But I don't know, man. It's it's not a good situation. It'd be nice if we could just kind of move on. No, we're we're just... I'm just going to (laughs) keep mentioning it. (laughs) But... If he flagrantly did something wrong, yeah, don't you think that would already be obvious by now? And uh, maybe they've already they're probably definitely. No, I wouldn't say definitely. I don't know. I think until they, just, until they get a chance to talk to him, you know what I think it know? is. They're so scared of him uh, running, running again, again. They're just yeah. trying to keep his name. Involved in it, they're trying to keep it in the mud, dude. It's been like yeah. what two years, yeah. It's dragging out like this. They're so scared of Trump, oh, they just gotta they gotta keep anything in their gut. Honestly, as as mu- as hated as he is, yeah, and as as much as they tried to politically assassinate his character, the worst thing they have is like that audio clip from 30 years, 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say it, but the. <laughs> Yeah. Grab him by the, yeah. you know, yeah. That clip is the most damning thing they ha- they found on him, which yeah. is surprising, right? And that, and they want his tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what they make up out of this Marlago stuff, but you, yeah, uh, honestly, I don't know. there's probably something there, but the fact they haven't found it yet is kind of crazy. Honestly, even if they did, would you really believe it was legit at this point? No, I have a hard time believing anything the, the government says. The FBI and all these people are so corrupt. Like, how easy would it be to make it? Oh, this was, look yeah. what we found here in the in the, <laughs> in the Trump documents. Yeah. Who's to say it's legit at this point? Right. You, and le- unless they put the full document out and let, and let the public <laughs> dude, read everything. You know some, you know never some full-blown Democrat that would just die on, they'd die on the sword. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. They put their... Uh, Dude, someone would pay millions to forge a document and sure. put their name on the line. They, oh, yeah. Millions. Oh, there's, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. For sure. It's ridiculous. But anyways, there's yeah. not much to say about it, but I just wanted to bring it up again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, 
What what you got next? Yeah. Um Hagrid died. Uh, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane, uh, the actor that played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movie series, uh, yeah. passed away this uh, this week. That's poor guy. Uh, what was wrong with him? I think it was. I was reading it earlier. I think it was seventy one. I mean, brain cancer. Was that right? Damn. Or he had. I think he had some sort of cancer. I mean, seventy one. He, he was. He's been sick for a couple of years. I, I don't know if I found what he was sick with. It's but. a long life, but. Yeah. It, it today's world it doesn't seem long enough. Yeah. Did you know that the actor himself was only six foot one? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, kinda, they did some. Yeah, they did some good uh, CGI back in the day. Because he looked not only like they made him look tall, but everything about Giant. him looked big, like a big head and yeah. face too. But that wasn't even real. Were you a big Harry Potter fan growing up? Yeah, I think <laughs> I I was. Yeah, for I a while. Too. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> I read. Um, I think I read. <laughs> the first four books. Yeah. Uh, they were coming out when I like when just we were, became a, yeah. learning to well learning to read like and, read chapter books, <laughs> right? Types. Yeah, I, I think we were in like fourth grade when they came out somewhere in there. Is the perfect time. Yeah, it really was. So we yeah. actually, my family would always go uh, to Walmart on the release dates when they put out the fifth, sixth, and seventh books, and we would wait there at midnight for them to drop the drop book, the book, book you know, drop. Yep, we <laughs> we would be there waiting in line. Are you every, serious? At all three of them, yeah. I wasn't that Good big. Good time. I wasn't that big. We were, we'd have Harry Potter parties when they drop a movie. We would uh, have big parties. <laughs> we'd get the uh, every every flavor jelly beans, you know, uh, the candy. S- Sit there and watch a movie. Spoken like a true engineer. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool, yeah. I read um, the first four, and the fourth one... They were all pretty uh, normal. The first three were pretty yeah. normal to average size books, <laughs> right? So then the fourth one came out. It was Goblet of Fire, and it was like yeah. it was like four like hundred pages. It was like well, that's it. It wasn't the longest they, one. No, it was like half the size of the longest one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when I read I, that one. I listen to the audio books now, and well, and the the first couple audio books are like. Nine, ten, eleven hours long. Jeez, the last couple are like twenty hours. They long. just kept getting longer and longer. <laughs> longer and I'm longer. glad I gave up when I did. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't even finish the series? I crapped the dude, man. Oh my goodness. No, no, no. I didn't finish. I I stopped at Goblet of Fire. Oh my goodness. And I I did get like made fun of and crap. Why? Well, I, I encourage you to get into the audiobooks now. Why? And when you're done listening to this. Go listen to the audiobooks because they are entertaining as hell. It's a I, great story. I just don't have the time. Listen to it while you work. No. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> so what, rest what in peace, Hagrid. Isn't there a bunch of movies? <laughs> yeah, but the, movie, the movies don't do the books justice. Come on. No. They even they split the seventh book into two movies and still left all the important parts out crazy i'm just gonna have to settle for the movies and i i still don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movies not all of them no so you don't even know how the story ends doesn't uh, everybody die no <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they do <laughs> they don't i'm sure oh, a few of them come back to life a well, few times i'm not here to spoil harry potter for our listeners but my goodness check it out quick recap <laughs> 
quick recap. Harry dies, <laughs> comes back to life. Hagrid dies, comes back to life. Hagrid doesn't die. <laughs> except well, in real except life. Well, except in real life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hagrid doesn't die. <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All right. I got another one. Current events. Tulsi leaves Democratic Party. Yep. Do you think about that gal? Well, she's. It seems like she's kind of on the outs anyway. She seemed to be kind of the in the last uh, presidential cycle. She was kind of one of the one of the ones that was pushing for uh, I don't know less liberal agenda. She um, was trying to be a Republican <laughs> in the Democratic in the de- Party, right? Tulsi. I don't know. She, I don't know what to think about her. She was uh, in the Hawaii um, Army National Guard. Mm-hmm. She ser- she served in the um, she served <clears throat> in Iraq, I think, a couple times in two thousand four, two thousand five. Right? Yeah. Right in the right in the crap of things. So she's seen some stuff, probably. Sure. Um. She also is a career politician at the same time. Yeah, don't she, like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to think about her. Um, so she also was a high or Hawaii House of Representative at the age of twenty one. Yeah. How many people from Hawaii are trying to move to Washington D.C.? I don't know. Is she moving to Washington D.C.? You got to if your job is there, right? You have you uh, have to you have yeah. to move to Washington at least. Most of the time, part time. Right? I don't know. You, I don't know what she's aiming to do here, but I'm sure she keeps she residents was... on, in Hawaii. But like, you have your work is in D.C. So, how many people are actually trying to run for Congress from Hawaii? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I was from Hawaii, I wouldn't want to leave to go to Washington D.C. Well, you represent your state in yeah. Congress. Yeah, but so I think you can live in your state still, but you gotta. I mean, they, I know they don't like to convene often to inconvenience themselves and everything, but right. <laughs> but at this wasn't she running for president? Yes, yes, she was. she's got presidential yeah. aspirations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's what we're talking. Why right. she want to leave Hawaii? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because she's a darn. Respectfully, I want to thank her for her service and everything, but I think she's a darn hippie. A hippie. Yeah. Oh, or something like that. <laughs> well, what makes you say that she's a hippie? She was raised in a cult. Did you know okay. that? I did not know that. Yeah, that's why she's kind of. She's like um, she was raised in a. There's a cult in Hawaii, and she was raised in it, and it's like a, it's kind of messed up. If you do a deep dive, if if listeners want to know more about this, I'm gonna speak really ignorantly. <laughs> um, just Google Tulsi Gabbard cult. And it's real. I swear. I'm not just making things up. She was raised in a cult in Hawaii. That was her childhood. It's like a Hail Krishna, gypsy, weirdo cult, dude. Cult stuff. If you okay. want to go on an internet deep dive <laughs> to further. I'm going to have to do a deep dive here. Oh, it's it's weird. Yeah. Cults are weird. And they're all, most, are, most of them are based like out of um, the country, India, like sure. Hindu uh, the god is like Krishna. Right. You ever heard of that? Yeah. yeah it's weird stuff. Yeah. So that kind of gives me weird world domination cult vibe, weird weird vibes. I don't think that makes her a hippie, but a cultist maybe. 
Yeah, I guess so. Sure. That's fair. Yikes. <laughs> I think that's worse than a hippie. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what All else right. do you got on the uh, current events? I am tapped out of current events. How are you? Yeah, I think you have another one for me. Uh, it's not a super big deal, but I got a letter in the mail this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so here it's because it's because I got this letter because I had stock in Twitter in the past. Okay. It seems, uh, they're getting quite a class action lawsuit, um, against them, um, brought on to them by all this Elon Musk sure. business of them inflating their numbers, therefore the value of their company. Right. Um, so they're saying we have X number of users and only, and you know, only like three percent of them are bots, and they but probably really make like and the bulk, 30%. the bulk of their um, incomes based off ad revenue to right. users they didn't really have. Yeah, it's a bunch yep. of bull crap. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah, and so. and that's the whole idea behind uh, Elon's. You know, Elon Musk was going to buy him for forty five billion dollars, and then he said, "I don't think he's a." I don't know. They're trying to make him buy him now. <laughs> right. But he, he came out and said they won't they're not honest about what they yeah. are actually what they actually have here. Therefore their price is inflated and I'm not paying for it. Um so they're trying to force him because he signed, you know, the paper saying he would buy him for that price. But he's saying that it, you know, basically false advertising oh, that yeah. they uh they lied about it and uh, dealt in, in bad faith, uh, uh, which, dude, Team Elon here. Uh, uh, always Team Elon here. <laughs> well, yeah. Pretty well, much. He's doesn't take many L's besides the fact he doesn't. electric cars suck and I hate them. But. Well, but they are <laughs> kind of the future here, so. No, they're not. <laughs> they definitely are, but that's oh, another topic th- for a different day. No, that's for right now. <laughs> I was thinking about that yeah. after last episode. You know why there's a huge government push for electric cars? I was thinking about it. Why? Why? Why, why would the government want that so bad? I think we have, I think our reasons are going to be different, but go ahead. They're easier to control. Well, that's, that's why. Maybe. All this government wants nowadays is more control. They don't care yeah. about the environment, dude. No, they definitely don't care about the environment. They they We can agree on that. They definitely don't care about the Oh, we can? Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought you might be against me on that, too, since you No, like I, no I, th- I think it's the car companies. It's um The car companies have uh, very powerful lobbies, right? Dude, the, this car thing, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, you might want to put on your tinfoil hat for this one. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Dead serious. Le- hear me out. It's all about control. They're easier to control. We already have... Uh, plenty of fine petroleum and like we could be self-sustained on fuel forever they don't care about the environment no, it's a means to don't. control the population and heck all these power company companies are already darn near monopolies anyway right like, they've been if this was the, like the early 1900s they've been busted up a long time ago right these power companies are straight up monopolies sure and um it's a means for control it's yeah. easier to control electric vehicles yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, I think the reason that they're pushing is because the car companies have very powerful lobbies, 
and the car companies want to move that way because the engines are going to be cheaper to make, but they'll be able to sell them for the same price. What happens? They're going to make buku bucks off of these electric cars. So every time there's a hurricane in Florida and everybody has electric cars, like everybody's just screwed for ever. They already are with gas. We (laughs) talked about that coming off your vacation. Not so much. All you got to do is fill up your gas tank. You'll be good. If you if you can if you do it before the storm if you can well about when all the power's out for like three weeks like yeah. I don't know I don't anyways know. <laughs> also I also want to make another statement okay um electric bikes and scooters suck <laughs> well electric bikes and scooters <laughs> are different because if you're riding a bike like pedal that's the point of that's the point of a bike right. Yeah. It's like exercise. All that training <laughs> and running I've been yeah, doing yeah. lately, then there's just like, there's always some like over uh, overweight, like 14-year-old <laughs> buzzing by me on an electric scooter. And I'm like eight miles in on some trail. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well. Had to get that off my chest. <laughs> All right. I'm, I think I'm good on current events. Yep. All right. What the craps? Thought we was on the oh nope. we are on the what the crap <laughs> we go to what the crap next all right what the crap all right I got an update from a previous one brought to you by Hardee's brought to you by Hardee's which by the way <laughs> we tried Hardee's today we had a burger from Hardee's it was what was it called a prime uh, was it the famous star famous star Hardee's burger today yeah. Jake brought me one yeah it was and it was a fast food cheeseburger that's that's was. what I can say about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> average. You remember a few weeks ago we talked about a guy named Doug Ramsey who was the CEO of Beyond Meats, and he <laughs> bit the nose off of a guy in a parking lot. Yeah, we got an update. We got an update. Okay, he's been let go from Beyond Meats. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but they also let go twenty percent of their staff. So Beyond Meats apparently not doing well. Do you think it's because their product sucks or because their CEO is biting people's noses off? I think it's because their entire company is a scam. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe, allegedly. Because their CEO is so (laughs) protein-deprived that he had to bite a man's nose off out of rage. So, yeah. uh, Very primal. Hopefully he, you know, lands on his feet or whatever. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> next topic. Oh, you got uh, two. I've got. Oh, well, this I, is just an update. That was my update. What the crap I got, update? I got, I've got two actual ones. Um, first, right. we have a voting scandal in Alaska. Dang. Yeah. Stop the count. <laughs> They're trying to steal the vote. Who? What? In the what? in the fat bear competition no way alaska has a contest every another year another for the fattest bear <laughs> another wild game another wild game freaking controversy uh, so fat bear number 747 was cheated out of a win because they its opponent had uh hundreds maybe thousands of votes come in overnight and they said wow that's not that can't be real. Oh yeah, just like the uh, <laughs> U.S. <laughs> so, presidential so election. They, so they actually went back and got rid of all those votes, 
and Fat Bear number 747 went on to win. But I was reading up about these bears a little bit. They say that they eat 500 pounds of salmon during the summer trying to get ready for uh, hibernation. Isn't that crazy? That's a big bear. That's a lot of salmon. That's a lot of salmon. Dang. Yeah. My other what the crap. uh, We've got a Manhattan uh, congressional candidate. Uh, He's running for Congress. His name is Mike Itkiss. Uh, and he released his own sex tape as an ad campaign because he is trying to promote a sex positive uh, platform. He wants to legalize sex working, um, prostitution, things of that nature. Um, and he also wants to outlaw child support. Um, he believes that men shouldn't have to uh, pay for kids that they didn't voluntarily agree to raise um (laughs) this guy he is a self-described atheist democrat not married no kids not celibate we cannot let this piece of crap into congress he's going for house of representatives i believe so okay we gotta keep this guy out of here (laughs) this guy is this is what's wrong with America, and this is what is, uh, I mean, do you want this guy making laws that your children are going to have to follow? I don't think anybody does. <laughs> no De- way. Democrat we or gotta Republican. Get, we got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> so I uh, don't know who his opponent is, but if you see that name on your ballot, Jeez, do should, not vote for him. should be an easy win uh, for his uh, opposition. <laughs> I would hope so. Um. Is that it? That's all I got. My what the crap. My first one is um, we had a Georgia inmate. He committed $11 million in fraud. Man. Inside prison. How'd he do that? He's a freaking genius. That's how. <laughs> um, he's a, he's a Arthur Lee uh, Cofield accused of using smuggled cell phones okay. to impersonate Sidney Kimmel. Okay. Which is a very wealthy film producer, apparently. Okay. And he um, impersonated him and called all of his banks. Eventually, he convinced uh, a bank. I don't even know. It doesn't list which one. Uh, I think it was Charles Schwab. This says, no, this says uh, Sidney Kimmel. No, Charles Schwab was the name of the bank. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just see. I'm not that rich, so I don't. I didn't know there was a Charles Schwab bank. It's not really on my radar yep. right now. One day, okay. So Charles Schwab Bank is that a U.S. based bank? It has to be. Right? I think so. Uh, yeah. Anyways, he convinced Charles Schwab Bank apparently yeah. um, that he was Sidney Kimmel, and uh, he got eleven million worth 11 million dollars worth of his money Mm -hmm. uh transferred to his daughter yeah and she then bought gold uh with that 11 million dollars with gold with that money (laughs) and they can't find it and and she's there's buried treasure somewhere i think we have to find this buried treasure (laughs) i don't know man apparently Sidney kimmel um 
he's his company is valued at one point five billion dollars. Okay, so he's not missing eleven million, but I'm well, sure he's still. Let's talk about liquid him. funds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's yeah. worth that much. He's produced Moneyball, sure. and his his most famous She's films listed in pro- this article is Moneyball and Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, which is kind of edgy. Yeah. So I mean, he's uh, probably he's better. a pretty successful movie producer then. Uh, right. Right. So, wow, that's pretty crazy. That's a pretty wild story. All right, my next. Um, what the crap involves uh, another Florida Florida man incident. Florida man. It was uh, Nassau County in Florida. Okay. I'm not sure what city, but two men uh, were involved in a road rage incident, right? One guy was cutting the other guy off. Mm-hmm. Um, I have their names here. What the crap. William Hale, 36 years old. Of Nassau County and Frank Allison, 43 years old. They've both been charged with attempted murder um, in a road rage incident. Um, The two vehicles each shot at each other. Mm -hmm. Um, One was cutting the other one off and brake checking and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one pulls up, flip the other guy off. Hale says moments later, so it was Hale who got fired upon first um this guy what's the other guy's name allison shot at hale first mm-hmm. in a road rage incident and he had his five-year-old daughter in the back seat shot yes. her in the leg like while they were driving across from each other hale's daughter is five yeah okay so then hale william hale empties his clip he has a gun too, of course, because this is America. Yeah. So he dumps his clip into uh, Al- Frank Allison's truck, or I'm assuming it's a truck. <laughs> but, uh, probably a truck. Well, it's two white dudes, so. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine they're probably beat up old trucks. Yeah, so <laughs> this is sad. And um, so then he empties his whole his pistol clip into his car, vehicle, yeah. whatever, and the his daughter... Uh, Frank Allison's daughter is also in his vehicle, and she gets shot. And neither of the men get, sh- neither of these ignorant <laughs> men get shot. Yeah. And but the two little girls do. Yeah. They're alive. How but, old was the other girl? Um, let me see. Mm. Not that it really matters, but fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Collapsed lung. Got shot in the freaking chest. Oh my goodness. They're both alive so far, but that's my. That's. What the that, crap? That's a miracle. These guys got to know better than that. It's crazy all this stuff, all our main weird news keeps coming from Florida. But <laughs> what? Uh, it's crazy, but is it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's a pretty sad story. Uh, you know, hopefully those girls get bounced back quick. Um, and they're not now good. scarred from, for life. Yeah. No, they can't even drive down the road. Yeah. Crazy. All right. We got some sports. Sports. Big day in college football yesterday. Uh, Michigan kicked the shit out of Penn State. Uh, Not a close game. Uh, Is Michigan good? They might be okay. Yes, Michigan's good. Um, (laughs) They're what? They were number what? Five? 
They were five. Or six. They were they were five. Now I think they're going to move up to three because uh, Alabama lost right. in another game. Tennessee with the last second field goal. Uh, they beat Alabama at home. Did you see the fans yeah. carrying that goalpost down the yeah. street? I actually, yeah, I was watching. <laughs> that, that was kind of cool. Oh, down the street? No. Yeah, they got it outside the stadium. And everything. How the? Heck did I have they no do idea. That? <laughs> it was kind of crazy. <laughs> they got an entire goalpost out of the stadium. Yeah, they must have like they have one of those hillside. Uh, I don't know. They must. Yeah, they must. Wow. I've never been to Tennessee before, but I've driven through their campus, but never stopped and seen their stadium or anything. Yeah, that so, yeah, was a crazy huge game. win for them. Like I thought that that ended how like everybody hopes every Alabama game that's <laughs> yeah. close at the wire, and then it never does. Alabama always pulls it out. Yep. Well, they yep. finally didn't for once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then uh, let's see, out west we had Utah beating USC, um, which is that a big game? Yeah, US- uh, USC was number they were they were top ten, seven or eight maybe. Um, but Utah beat Pac, them. Utah are they still called the Pac-12? Pac-12. Um, they are most likely dead. I think their only chance to get into the college football playoff at this point, uh, outside of like major chaos, is uh, UCLA, who's looking pretty strong. But they UCLA, undefeated? UCLA goes. They are UCLA goes to Oregon this week. Um, which is which would be another Oregon's undefeated since getting their doors blown off against uh, Georgia week one, so that'll be a that'll be a pretty good game. Um, we'll see how you know UCLA's looked pretty untouchable out there, but you know, yeah, they're out west. Who who watches them and who really plays out there? So that it's out. it's really it's really shaping up to be Georgia. The winner of Ohio State, Michigan, maybe Tennessee sneaks in there. Uh, who knows? Because well, they still have to play Georgia. Tennessee and Georgia, one of them is going to beat the other. I don't know LA, how right? the SEC schematics work, but they got an SEC championship. To they play. do. Yeah. Is there a, so Tennessee, Tennessee and Georgia are both in the East. Alabama's in the West. So there's still a path for Alabama. Oh, Alabama's almost certainly going to be playing in the SEC in the SEC championship game if they come back. Unless and, they lose to like Mississippi. So yeah, they got to win. They're still a path. They're they're going to be in there because um, they can beat Georgia or Tennessee in the SEC championship. Right, right. So so they're well, not out. They're definitely not out. I wish they were. <laughs> uh, in fact, they're they're probably they're probably have a better chance to get in than Georgia. Um, because if Tennessee, if, take. if Tennessee beats Georgia, then Georgia doesn't play in, in the SEC championship game. Then Tennessee would play Alabama again. Well then, but I guess at that point, if Alabama <laughs> won, then Georgia would probably get in as an at large, but I don't know. There's a possibility for There's, two team, two SEC teams. It's, pro- it's probably yeah. going to be. Uh, two SEC teams, and depending on what Clemson does the rest of the Big year, Big Ten championship, if, Big Ten champion. If Cle- if Clemson stays strong, they'll get in, and the Big Ten champ will get in with two SEC teams. If uh, if Clemson struggles down the road, they lose a game or two. It'll be Ohio State and Michigan, 
and then the two teams from the SEC. What about Some the, combination. What about the Mac champ? Mac champ? Who's that, Toledo? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Hey, they're better than Michigan State at this point. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, did you see that dude from Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Desmond Watson? I think they uh, switched his jersey out with my son's. Uh, that was tough to squeeze into that. That's a big boy. I might post that. I might, <laughs> we need to post that one. I might post old Desmond Watson on the... He looks like your lunch lady in elementary school. <laughs> Built like a lunch lady. He's got a lot of junk in the trunk. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, is that it for college football? That's all I got for college that, football. That's We're just... We like to skim the surface. Yep. I, man, I... I would like to go back to that Alabama game. Real okay, quick. let's do it. I can't believe that field goal went through at the end. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, was, so, it didn't look like it was going to, but. I didn't think it did yeah. when I watched it. Um, so, at the end of the game, if you guys watched it, whatever. Alabama missed, was it a 50-yard kick? I think so, yeah. Straight up missed it. And then ten, with 20 seconds left in Tennessee, Got the chance to kick about a. It was shorter. It was like yeah, forty ish. Yeah, field goal, and uh, Saban ice team with one timeout, and yep. then it was partially blocked, <laughs> and it went through. I swear, if that guy wouldn't have touched it, I think it would have went left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a crazy way it to is live. Crazy. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of college football. <laughs> I mean, I watched it. It was just filled with happiness. Yep. <laughs> um, other sports talk, if we want to go on to the NFL, I have an update right. from, a, yeah. from a previous episode story. Okay. Um, Brett Favre has came out and made a statement. Um, I know we talked about it in a uh, past episode. Um, Brett Favre involved in a scandal Embezzling the uh, <laughs> Mississippi State Welfare Fund for his volleyball arena. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Brett Favre finally came out with a public statement this week. He said he has done nothing wrong and has been smeared in the media in response to his involvement oh, man, in a sprawling guy. welfare investigation in Mississippi. Poor guy. According to Fox News Digital, um, I have been unjustly, this is a statement from Brett Favre here. I have been unjustly smeared in the media. I've done nothing wrong, and it's past time for me to set the record straight. No one ever told me, and I did not know that funds designated for the welfare recipients were going to the university or me. I tried to help my alma mater, the University of Southern Mississippi, a public Mississippi state funded university to raise funds for a wellness center my goal was and always will be to improve athletic facilities at my university Hmm. you believe him uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't think brett Favre's the uh um mastermind here no he's not the mastermind <laughs> I but, think he's the, but i think somebody came to him with this plan he's like that sounds great let's do it yeah. who cares <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah that's how i think that went down and they're like well brett Favre, you're in big trouble he's like oh gosh darn it <laughs> uh, well maybe he'll uh 
come back and play another season. Unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes if you just did not know is not it's enough. Not, not good enough. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, see how that one plays out. We'll keep you all updated on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, other, other places in the NFL, um, we got Dan Snyder, who is the – uh, owner of the Washington Commanders, formerly the Redskins, and formerly the football team. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the football team. Now the Commanders. Uh, Washington football team. <laughs> so he apparently has uh, hired private investigators to dig up dirt on every owner in the NFL and the commissioner. Genius move. It actually might be a genius move just to have it there in case you need it. But the thing is, he's crazy enough that he will actually use it. Uh, Dan Snyder? Dan Snyder. I've heard his name before. Yeah, probably because he has <laughs> a lot of baggage, we'll say. Um, a lot of uh, scandals being alleged um, all throughout his organization. Just uh, really a uh, – if everything is true – just a very, very despicable person. Uh, like all, like most NFL owners are. <laughs> yeah, but even him more than others, you know what I mean? He, he's probably the worst. But anyway, uh, he, has, he has threatened the league because there's talk about forcing him to sell the team. Um, and he, he has said that if they try to force him to sell the team, he's going to leak all of it. All of their dirty laundry is going to be aired. I can't freaking wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, He basically came out and said that his, you know, the NFL is, uh, it's like the mafia. All the owners hate each other. And one of the uh, owners went on record and said, uh, we don't all hate each other. We just all hate Dan. <laughs> yeah, I so. think Dan is rich as crap. I'm reading up on him real quick. Yeah. Um, he's the he was the youngest ever CEO of the New York Stock Exchange listed company. Oh, wow. Doesn't list the name of the company. Anyways, they were bringing in like a billion in revenue a year. Yeah. Since 1998, with 12,000 employees, and he's rich as crap. <laughs> yeah, rich as crap. So, um, he probably... purchased he purchased the Washington Redskins in 1999. Yeah, so he's been rich for a long time. Rich for a long time. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, it took them forever. He he was getting heat forever to change the name of the team. Yeah, and I think that's kind of you know being that he's he's super rich and he's been rich for a long time. And now people are trying to tell him what to do with his team. Uh, I think that's kind of where a lot of these problems stem from where he starts spying on the other owners because he's saying, uh, you know, you're going to make me sell the team after you make me change the name and make me do this and that follow all of these rules that I don't want to do. Like, dude, this is my team. You can't tell me what to do. So he starts digging up dirt on them and there's just no way that that ends well. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I'm I'm with you. Uh can't wait. Can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait till he spills all the beans. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I just saw um another NFL uh owner who's been in the headlines lately got married this week. Oh yeah? Robert Kraft. Oh, he got married, huh? Yeah, he got married and Nia, yeah, you didn't see Is that. Is that to the masseuse? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Yeah, he. If, if any of you don't know Robert Kraft, he owns the New England Patriots, and he was recently involved in a an Asian massage parlor parlor scandal. Yeah, I don't know if we've touched on that yet. We haven't. That was like a couple years. That was ago. a couple years ago. But anyways, he he's he's past that now. And he's we might have married. over the Deshaun Watson stuff because it's kind of the same. That's kind of the same same thing. stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, good for him. Uh, Congrats to the newlyweds, I guess. Yeah, the only other thing, I mean, we don't talk about any NFL actual games in this podcast. <laughs> we just talk no. about NFL gossips. Right. Right. Uh, so there was, like, Monday Night Football this week. Yep. Troy Aikman came under hot water. Yeah, what did he say? Uh, I don't know exactly. <laughs> he came under hot water in the call versus, in the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders, and um, he said something about that was not a good get. They were calling it was a weak penalty, I think. It was a roughing the passer yeah. penalty, I believe. I don't know if it was on Mahomes or Carr. I'm really yeah. not sure. But they've had some pretty bad ones this yeah, year. Yeah, the roughing the passer stuff's got kind of out of out of control. Depends on how how much of a star the quarterback is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was probably on Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, probably on Mahomes, but I'm not sure, honestly. Because, like I said, we don't pay attention to the games. <laughs> All the other stuff going on behind, yeah. So, here was what Aikman had to say about the call. He said, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings, and, you know, we take the dresses off. So, like you said. That's it? That's all he said, but it is... um being perceived as a sexist comment and so now i'm just repeating it on my podcast because <laughs> you're uh, hoping that you'll be sexist no it's just a <laughs> that's a pretty weak comment yeah that's uh but the, um, listen if you wanted to get troy aikman you don't have to you know <laughs> you, you go for something way deep <laughs> try a little bit harder uh i mean he played in the 80s for the Cowboys, <laughs> do you think that there's no dirt out there on them? No, because they didn't have <laughs> cell phones then. Yeah, but you could still find – you could find something. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Probably, but yeah. So uh, everybody's attacking the, who pays him, which is uh, ESPN. And they're owned yeah. by Disney now. Yeah, that's true. Dude, he might – if he was still at Fox, he'd probably be okay. <laughs> but – I still think Being he'll from, be okay. I yeah. mean, but I don't know. They tried to spark an outrage about it, but yeah. I think he's fine. Wow. Um, didn't you have one more in the same that same game, uh Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, you know, they lost the game. Uh walking off the field, he's got a cameraman in his way as he's approaching the tunnel, and he just shoves this guy, he sends him flying. Uh, so he's at, he actually got charged with assault for that. Uh, by whom the ref, uh, the cameraman. So cameraman's, uh, standing there filming the game game's over. He's trying to set up and, uh, yeah, I guess he got a little bit close to Devonte Adams path and, uh, he went flying. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, you know, he's since apologized to him and, 
seems like kind of a misunderstanding. Maybe Devontae didn't see where he was going, but I don't know. Probably just frustrated because he lost the game, which right. is understandable. Right. But, well, uh, the only other sports topic I had was uh, the Reds, Cincinnati Reds. Uh, sports betting has becoming legal in the state of Ohio starting in January. I'm not sure if you knew that. It uh, is? Yeah. Legalized sports betting in the state of Ohio starting January 1st. So, uh, the Reds have reached a deal with MGM. They're going to have a sports book at their ballpark. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. So, you've got Pete Rose, who's probably the best baseball player. Definitely you know, top 10 baseball players of all time holds many records, but not recognized in the history books and, and the hall of fame because of his, uh, betting on baseball. He's still not, not welcome anywhere in the major leagues, but he's not welcome back. He's at not, Cincinnati. He's not welcome. Are you not, sure? Not, not an official capacity, not in a major league baseball capacity. There's a statue of Pete Rose in front of the uh, Red Stadium. I I just saw outside. It. Yeah, yeah. Why is it not he? inside? <laughs> That's the Reds. They can do whatever. The city can do whatever they want. Ah, it's close to the stadium. I think the Reds <laughs> have to have control. I'm sure, they do. I don't. Well, the Red, the Reds probably. They probably recognize them. I'm sure they do. But the league and the uh, the Hall of Fame is really the big one. Um, right. He's a clear cut, uh, no doubt Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, and they refuse to even put him on the ballot and let people vote about it because of his yeah, betting on that's baseball. That's ridiculous, old Charlie Hustle man. Exactly. So yeah. now you've got you have actual sports books, live betting on the game <laughs> inside the stadium, dude. Yeah, and you're not going to let. You're not going to let this guy in the Hall of Fame? That's crazy. When I just looked it up, he's 81. 81? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we, we're we way past time to put him in. It, they, they need to do the right thing. It would be a tragedy if he died and it didn't. Never, know. never got in. You know in. he's going to get in. I don't know why they're putting it off. I don't know. Huh. Anything else on sports? No, I think I'm good on sports for the week. All right, that just leaves. We got two segments left. Yep. So long as he lets me. <laughs> so long as he lets you. I'm not you're going pr- to do it. I'm not proud of it this week. It's kind of just sad. It's kind of sad. We talked about it and I had to research a little bit because you know. So long as he lets me, he's got to stop this. <laughs> the Biden gaffe of the week. This one like I said, is kind of sad. Um, I'll just play it. I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. All right. That's it. So um, he's, he's obviously referring to his son, uh, Bo. Bo Biden. Passed away a few years ago um, of, was it brain cancer? He passed away of brain cancer. Comfortably in his home, at, I mean, as comfortably as it can be, uh, in Delaware, not yeah. in Iraq. So he didn't die in Iraq. That's just not true. Yeah. That's the gaff. It's not so funny this week. No. It's almost just sad. 
I don't know. I'm not going to elaborate on Biden's thoughts on this, but he probably should have if if he believes. It's just not true. Yeah. His son did not pass away in, in Iraq. Iraq. But um, if he thinks <clears throat> for some reason he got brain, he, Bo died of brain cancer right. in America if, five if he, years after. If he encountered something in Iraq that <clears throat> caused that down the road, um, then he should have sued the crap out of the United States government. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, that's it. That's kind of a tough one. Yeah. That's the gaff. Yeah. Not well, so funny. I'm I'm sure that he will give us something funnier to work with next week. There's like a, I mean, <laughs> he can, only he can stop this. <laughs> only he can stop this. All right. It's time to reel back in, man. All right. We got Gary. Please. Ronan's 1620. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Romans 1620. What does that mean? It means that as long as God is on your side, then then you'll have peace and Satan won't won't um like take away your peace. Yep, and God will always help us defeat Satan, right? Mm-hmm. All right. There it's heavy, go. man. <laughs> yep. It's uh it's good to know, you know, he's learned at such a young age the uh the power of the Lord and you know, there are bad people out there. And Satan is working his his magic. He's trying to get uh you know, he's trying to get to you. He's trying to disturb your peace. And uh it's true. <clears throat> as long as long as you got God on your side, he's uh he's gonna help you. He'll as the verse says, he'll crush Satan under your feet. All right. That's the show. Freedom on.